This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, a new ETF called UFO. And if you've been uh, looking at Tom DeLong's Twitter account recently, you will see that he has a tweet which says TTSA's Chief Content Officer, Kerry DeLong, and National Policy Advisor, Chris Mellon, helped ring the opening bell at NASDAQ in New York City this week for the inaugural Aerospace ETF Fund, which supports space companies such as Virgin Atlantic, among others, hashtag NASDAQ. Now that Chief Content Officer, Carrie DeLong, is, of course, Tom DeLong's sister. And what they're doing is they're celebrating a, a new exchange-traded fund made up of various companies which purport to be engaged in uh, space uh, research. And Virgin Galactic, uh, many of you probably know, is run by Richard Branson, uh, the rather flamboyant uh, gentleman from the U.K., and I found a comment here also related to this on Reddit, which I thought was interesting. And this uh, by the by somebody named Plasmatrix, and it says, uh, "And the fund's logo is the winged serpent." Has anyone compiled a list of CE3 reports where the winged serpent symbol is claimed to have been observed? I've seen this claim in various scattered reports, but I'm not sure I've seen it compiled in one place. And that is interesting. If you go to DeLong's Twitter and you look at the picture of uh, his sister and the rest of these people doing the bell ringing at NASDAQ, you will see that the logo for the ETF appears to be the winged serpent. And this is an image that has a uh, rather long and storied past and not always associated with such good things. Uh, keep in mind the winged serpent, I believe, by the Aztecs, uh, associated with uh, basically... Uh, human sacrifice and headhunters. Now, if you go to above.com, uh, I did find something a little bit of a throwback here from February 11th, 2018. And the comment it says, uh, Why in the world? They're talking about DeLong here. Uh, there's a video on there uh, discussing um, the, the alien agenda, and it brings in Tom DeLong, one of his, one of his uh, interviews with Joe Rogan. As I said, this is uh, from Above Top Secret, AboveTopSecret.com, from February 11, 2018. One of the commenters says, <clears throat> Why in the world would they choose this guy, DeLong, to head such a serious group of people? It is interesting how this researcher mentions that DeLong is the son of an oil company executive and that Mark Hoppus is the son of a Department of Defense employee who designed missiles and bombs. Well, you know, we find this sort of thing occurring over and over in our society. I mean, you could point out also that Jim Morrison, the famous rock and roll singer, uh, who would have been prime draft age, by the way, um, was a son of an admiral who I believe was involved in the Gulf of Tonkin uh, episode. So we see these famous people's offspring uh, repeatedly popping up 
in uh, major roles in society. And they point out uh, in this interview that's listed on the Black Vault, it says, um, at 14 minutes and 23 seconds, DeLong says, but technology not only exists, we've figured out how to play with it. I'm not really going to get into it. That is what we are doing at my company that is playing with technology. That is the announcement. Now, this is the interview with DeLong and Joe Rogan. Rogan goes on and says, I believe it's Rogan. He says, when they say that technology exists, have they explained it to you or have you seen it physically? DeLong says, see, I don't want to get into that kind of stuff if you don't mind. Rogan, well, why is that? DeLong, well, I don't want to speak. You know, I represent more than myself these days, so I definitely have to watch what I say. And then it goes on. DeLong, and everybody would look frozen, so you literally can fly around and grab a Coke. And they're talking about uh, an incident that happened. It says, out of someone's hand and put it into the hand of somebody else. Rogan, are you getting this from DeLong? Well, take a wild guess. Look at the people I'm surrounded by, you know. Rogan, so the people surrounding you are telling you this. Is that what it is? DeLong, uh, well, I don't want to get into that. This is something that we see over and over again with DeLong. These uh, really fantastic claims, and then when somebody corners him on it, we can't get specific. This is not disclosure, and this is not transparency. I hate to tell you, but this is not somebody that I personally want to be in charge of disclosing the UFO phenomena. I'm sorry. And he says this comment he makes about look at the people um, that he's surrounded by. Well, we've looked at them, and most of them are retired deep state. And this is concerning to me. This is not something that I find to be amusing or encouraging at all. Um, I found some other stuff on here, too. Just quickly, I want to look at. Uh, besides the blackvault.com, that's got so much good stuff on it. I found this over on Heightline.com, and this is a just a place that gives uh, basically an overview biography of Tom DeLong. It says uh, Tom DeLong's biography and age on December 13, 1975. Tom was born and named Ta- Thomas Matthew DeLong Jr. in Poway, California, to Thomas DeLong Sr. father and Connie DeLong, mother. Tom's father worked as an oil company executive, while his mother was a mortgage broker. He has a sibling. He has siblings in his family, an older brother named Sean, that's S-H-O-N, and a younger sister named Carrie, K-A-R-I. And then it goes on, and it has a somewhat extensive, you know, um, comment on it. It says here, it says... Um, net worth, music is indeed a rewarding career when one proves himself to be a talented musician. Tom DeLong, in his regard, has been well rewarded for the years he has put in making songs that gladden the hearts of... This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. So many people. The guitarist has a net worth reported to be around $80 million. 
which came mostly from his earnings as a musician. Says also he is married to his high school girlfriend, Jennifer Jenkins, who he's been dating since 1996. On May 26-2001, the two were joined in matrimony in Coronado, California. Okay, then we can go on here. I found a, a little more in this regard. Now, as far as the fund itself goes, I did look it up on marketwatch.com. It's called a Procure Space ETF. And like I said, the symbol was UFO. It has a list price of $25.49 for you who might be interested in investing. And it doesn't look like it's really uh, had a huge uh, amount of attention or growth as far as actual price goes. I did find one other site, I believe uh, EFETFtrends.com and then it has listed here UFO uh, Procuro Space ETF 2547 Looks like the price is just sticking right around $25 $25 a share and it has a volume listed as $151,851 with a weekly average of 9,127. Okay, so the volume seems to be quite low, actually, from what I can tell here. Uh, shares listed, total shares of 575. Strange. It has a profit to earnings ratio of $20.15, and it looks like a net asset value of 25.23. So it's trading just a little bit over uh, what the stocks are worth individually. Uh, you know. I'm not even sure what the big deal here is, but it's it doesn't look like it's anything that's really huge right now, but who knows? This could change. I mean, they could come out tomorrow, one of the companies that make up this fund, and say, hey, we've got this UFO metamaterial that we've secured from somewhere, uh, and it's worth X amount of dollars. The problem that I really see with this is this is just a further uh, monetization of the UFO phenomena. And we talked a couple shows ago about uh, alien artifacts that have been found. And just strange stuff, like what looked like a like a electronic circuit that had been buried in stone. I mean, there's so much of this stuff lying around. Now we have, you know, if Tom DeLonge's worth $80 million, imagine, imagine what the value of all of these wealthy, super wealthy folks together who've suddenly taken interest in the UFO phenomena they go around purchasing this stuff, this UFO uh, metamaterial, these alien uh, artifacts, they're no longer going to be available for public study. They're going to be sequestered to a lab somewhere, and they're going to be picked apart, and they're going to use this to create as much wealth for themselves as possible. And when you're talking about the technology involved here, as that general said last week, he said, this stuff is so advanced now he's claiming that it's been created by us and it's on it's by the US government basically and this is technology that's been kept from the public. He's saying it's so advanced that they can put a passenger anywhere in the world in an hour. That means we're talking about craft that travel twelve thousand mile an hour. So if they have this technology or if private companies only have access to the technology, what does that mean for the rest of us? I mean, what would have happened to ancient man if only a few people knew the secrets of fire? 
Well, that gives those people unlimited power, and we see this happening over and over again uh, throughout history. Uh, whenever a new technology came along, the elite tried to control that technology for themselves and deprive the rest of society. They gave themselves a huge technological advantage. That way they can remain in control, and you're starting to see the same thing happen here. Now, some people could say, well, it's a good thing that we have this things like Tom DeLonge and this ETF or this corporatization of the UFO phenomenon, because at least that way some of the stuff does find its way into the public in the form of new technologies. But do you really want to trust these guys with something that's considered to be so advanced that it's magical? Well, something that's considered to be on the level of a, a fire. I mean, to take a select group of people and allow them to have complete control over this new technology, whether it's, whether it's off-world or whether it's something that's been invented by our own uh, scientists, but it's been kept locked up in secret. Do you really trust at a few elite people to be in charge of this technology at your expense? Especially when we're talking about these cor corporations that are so far in bed with the deep state that we don't even know where the deep state ends and where the deep state begins. When half your company is made up by former uh, employees of intelligence agencies that are so far embedded that those agencies won't even admit that your guy used to work for them, I don't particularly see this as a good development in the effort of UFO phenomena disclosure. I see this as a consolidation and a quarantine of UFO data and information. And now they're positioning themselves to have uh, basically unlimited access to capital. And that's going to consolidate this stuff anymore. Anybody within earshot is going to know that if they have a UFO artifact, they can get big money for it. And it's not going to end up in a public lab. It's going to end up in a private corporate lab where FOIA is requesting me nothing. Anyway, you can check this out. The ETF is called UFO. Maybe it'll work out. Maybe you can make some money. But until next time, this is UFO Warning saying over and out.